Hey brothers and sisters, welcome to the podcast. I hope this episode spurs you on in Christ. Be Peculiar is an encouragement to our generation to stand apart and to glorify God with our lives. Let's not conform to the world, but instead be willing to be peculiar. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. This is the first episode of the Be Peculiar podcast and I'm so excited to be here and I'm so happy and excited that you guys are here with me. Today's topic is going to be why be peculiar. But first, before we get into it, I just want to share because it's my first episode, just a little bit about myself so you can get to know me a little bit. I'm from a big family of nine and I'm the third one in line. So currently am the oldest at home with six younger brothers and I love them all so much. They're super fun. I am a high school graduate and am currently working for Be Courageous Ministry and am working towards being a midwife's assistant and seeing where the Lord takes that. The Lord has just tugged on my heart and I have a huge desire to be a positive influence and to make an impact on my generation. And I feel like the Lord has really tugged on my heart to encourage and uplift and remind others in my generation on how we are biblically supposed to live a God-glorifying life and hopefully encouraging them in their week after you've all listened to it. Now that you guys have learned a little bit about me, let's just get into it. So I'm sure everyone on here is curious to why be peculiar. And I just feel like that was laid on my heart because in life, it's really easy to conform to and follow the world and even unknowingly allowing it to influence our lives and our faith and how we live. And it's really sad and I I see it a lot in my generation. I really just want to be able to encourage my generation in actions and life choices and um, being different from the world because as Christians, sometimes you can feel different and be peculiar is just something that really laid on my heart. So like I mentioned a little bit ago is in life, you know, it's easy to conform to the world and to follow it. And our flesh wants to blend in, be like everyone else and to please man. And as humans, we have a nature to want to fear man rather than fearing God, which is the complete opposite of what as a Christian we are called to do. I'm going to read Revelations 14, 7 to you guys, saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of water. This is verse is very clear. The Lord is very clear about how we are supposed to give him glory and we're supposed to fear God and giving him glory in situations, giving him glory, but also giving him glory in our life and what we do. And sometimes giving him glory isn't even verbalizing it. And sometimes it's just how we live our life out. Then I'm also going to read to you Job 4, 6. Is not your reverence, your confidence in the integrity of your ways, your hope? Is not your reverence, your confidence. So your reverence for the Lord is where you get your confidence. That's where you get, that's your identity in Christ and being a Christian and fearing the Lord and having a healthy fear and reverence for him is giving you a boost of confidence throughout your life to be like, no, because God is on my side, I can do this. Because God is on my side, I'm going to follow through on this or do this big thing that feels like it might be undoable. Fear of man gives us insecurities and gives us low confidence and low self-esteem because you are in the trap of constantly trying to satisfy the world and satisfying man. That's what fear of man is, constantly trying to please others and 
just thinking about, oh, what will they think if I do this? And you're just trapped in this mindset of always caring about what man thinks rather than what God thinks. Because when you think about, does God approve of this? Does God feel glorified in this? That's when we are doing the right thing and we're having confidence in actions we take throughout our life. And so if we aren't fearing man and we're not to conform to the world, then the big question is, what are we to do? How are we supposed to act? How are we supposed to live? What are we? Like, who are we? What are we in God's eyes? And there's these four Bible verses that have really encouraged me. In the King James Version, they all use the word peculiar, which I think is so cool and so powerful because that word is just, it suits so perfectly in being a Christian and in our image. But because it's a King James Version, it's a little bit harder to understand. So I'm going to read you the new King James Version, and they like to use the word special people instead of peculiar people. But the first verse I'm going to read is Deuteronomy 14.2. For you are a holy people to the Lord your God, and the Lord has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. So cool. Next, I'm going to read Deuteronomy 26, 18. Also today, the Lord has proclaimed you to be his special people, just as he promised you that you should keep all his commandments. Next is 1 Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Last but not least, Titus 2:14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people zealous for good works. So when each of these Bible verses, when it says like in Titus 2. You can go look at it yourselves in the King James Version. Right now I'm reading the New King James Version, but instead of saying purify for himself his own special people, it says his own peculiar people. And same with all the other three verses. And it's so beautiful that God sees us as his peculiar people. It's such a humbling, honest, like word to use because we are peculiar we're not from the world like we're supposed to be set apart from the world and that's why we're here to be apart from the world to be that light that shines bright to show christ to show truth to share about it so that more people come to god's kingdom and that's what god ultimately wants he just wants more of his children coming to him and reaching out to him and that's what we're called to do we're we're supposed to let god use us to glorify him and bring people to his kingdom And we can't do that if we're not different. We can't do that if we're just blending in. We don't, like, that doesn't really work. If we're blending in, everyone's just going to see you as another person, not as, oh, that girl, she loves God. Oh, that guy, he is honest and he is humble and he's joyful. Where does he, where does he get that from? We want people to ask those questions. And as a Christian, sometimes do you feel like you stand out in a certain environment by decisions or actions you make, you feel maybe lonely, odd, or weird even. But what if we switched our mindset and thought of that as a blessing? A blessing and an opportunity that people notice that there is something different in us, that they notice and then that they sense the Holy Spirit. Sometimes other people don't know what they're sensing essentially, but that's the Holy Spirit tugging on their heart to go, look at this person, they're so joyful. Don't you want that joy? And God has the power to use us and use our joy, use our truth, use our honesty, use our purity, our actions to show that light. 
And that's beautiful. And when you're not being peculiar, like the Bible calls us to in these four verses, you're not obeying the word. You're not obeying God to actually shine your light. You can only shine when you're different. You're not going to be dark like the rest of the night. No, you're going to be that bright star, right? And why do we want to stand out? Why do we want others to start noticing that? Like I said before, because God wants to be glorified. It's our heart posture too behind why we want to look unique and special. If you're thinking to yourself, oh, I want to be peculiar because I'm not like everyone else and I want people to see I'm better than them because I'm more modest or I'm better than them because I don't drink or I don't smoke or I don't participate in this or that. That's not the right heart posture because again, God just wants to be glorified. He even says in Titus 2, 14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. It's for himself. It's not for us. It's not for our pride. It's for him. It's for his glory. And you've got to remind yourself of that so you don't get huffed and puffed up in yourself and your pride because if you're thinking that you're better than that person because you're so humble, well, reality check, if you're thinking that, you're not humble. And that's just something you've got to be honest with yourself about. Like I said before, we're looking for others to see us and to be curious about why we have joy or humility in our hearts. And the reason why we want them to ask why is because that leads them to seek truth. That leads them to seek God because once they see why, they go searching for it and then they start searching for truth and then they find truth and then God takes it from there. And it's with Jesus in our hearts and it's with devoting our time to the Lord and being in the word and it's having God in our hearts is when we can really glorify him and we can really be a light. In the end, again, God cares about our heart posture and something that I would love to challenge you guys in and hopefully this is encouraging to you is to ask yourself how you could be blending in by maybe it's popularity, what you wear, how you look what you're participating in, who you spend your time with, how you speak, and what verbiage you use. There's so many different things that you could be looking for in your life that could be blending in. And sometimes we're blinded by those and sometimes we don't really see it. And sometimes we don't want to see it because we like and we're comfortable where we are in our life. But when we get too comfortable, we don't grow. And growth is so important. And God wants us to grow because we could always learn more and we can always learn more from him. And... The other thing to think about is what you're consuming. Sometimes we don't even realize how we are being influenced until we look into the content in all the things we consume, like the movies or TV shows that we watch and what the content is in them, the music we listen to, the books we read even, or what we're looking at and watching on socials. Like that we can be so influenced. What my dad has said a few times before is, if I were to say, don't think of a pink elephant, what do you think of? You think of a pink elephant. To think that, to have humility and think that you can be influenced because our minds really truly can be influenced is the key to not being influenced and the key to really sticking close like glue to God as much as you can. Once you have humility and you realize that you can be influenced, that's that it's going to make life so much easier and not having the pride of thinking that, oh, because you're a Christian, you won't be influenced. Oh, because you're so strong in the Lord, there's no way I could deteriorate from loving him or wanting to grow closer to him. Well, reality is, is that can happen and you can be influenced whether you like it or not. And that's just because we're in a fallen world. So back to the whole consuming thing. Um, if you're consuming certain things, the biggest question to ask yourself is, is it God glorifying? Is God glorified in what you're consuming? 
If not, then why do we allow ourselves to be consumed by it and amused by it? We shouldn't be amused by non-God glorifying things. We should be amused by God glorifying things. And that should be a huge goal that you try to achieve daily because it's a daily fight being a Christian. And a lot of people have the idea that being a Christian is easy, but it's not. Nothing's easy. We're in a fallen world and it's a constant fight to want to grow closer to him. It's a two-way friendship. I mean, when you're really trying to invest in the Lord and um, build a friendship with him, you have to invest into him, not just him sitting there waiting for you to go and read the Bible or waiting for you to talk to him. And I just want to remind you of that. And the other reminder that I want to remind you guys of is you are so loved. And I pray that you all don't feel lonely out there, but I know that that is a real feeling especially in today's world because we're in such a fallen world and it's just getting crazier and crazier by the minute. And you may feel alone, but reality is is you're not alone because God is right there beside you and you have the Bible and the Bible is really all you need. And sometimes as a human, it doesn't feel like that and we, our flesh wants to need close friends and things like that, which yes, those are healthy things. But if you stick close to the Bible, God will bless you and he has a reason for everything. I hope that this was just encouraging. I hope that you guys go into your week feeling encouraged to try and be peculiar. And I pray that you guys would dive in and think about what being peculiar means to you. I wrote down in my own journal um, what being peculiar means to me. And I'm just going to read a few of them to you guys. So what does it mean to look or to be peculiar? To not comply, to be loving but not accepting as in, to know the Bible, to have a deep relationship with God, to point out what's wrong and right even when no one else is, to love your enemies, to be diverse in your choices, to lead and not follow, to encourage and uplift others, to serve and be selfless, to resist fleshly lusts and desires, to not allow peer pressure control your actions, to be productive and not live a lazy lifestyle, to have faith even when no one else is, to not tear down, to act in humility and have a humble heart, to not have ageism, to be modest and glorify God in what you wear, to not tempt others to sin, to take care of the holy temple God has gifted you with, to seek wise counseling, to seek wisdom and exhortation, to have patience, to seek growth, to not limit yourself, to love God with your whole heart. And I just shared with you a few of the things that I think personally is what it means to be peculiar. I hope that, again, this is encouraging to you guys to go and figure out for yourself what it means to be peculiar and what it means to live a peculiar life and to be God's chosen special people, God's peculiar people for his possession. I want to be one of those people that God thinks you're my possession and you're my peculiar person and I trust you. I want God to think that of me and I pray that you guys have the same desire because that's a beautiful desire. And I also want you guys to know that I'm an open book and you guys can ask me questions and get to know me a little bit better if you want. I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram. I'm just Megan Tolpin. Um, See, get to know me a little bit more. It would be super, super helpful too if you guys want to go and give me a review, um, five star, or just letting me know what you thought of the my first episode. I'm so excited to be sharing more episodes, hopefully uplifting and reminding others how to biblically live. And yeah, God bless. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening. And remember, let's be peculiar by owning who God made us to be, not conforming and living for Christ. Connect on Instagram at Let's Be Peculiar and at Megan Tolkien. And if you have the same desire I do to encourage our generation to be stronger in their faith, then help spread the movement by sharing the podcast.